Hey, and welcome to another round of the Rugby Report Card. Uh, with me uh, this week to uh, obviously talk about through the last round of the Rugby Championship and focus probably on one moment in particular uh, is Jim. How are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Excited to listen to the rants that doesn't occur out of you two. I'm not going to lie. And also, Blake, how are you, mate? Mate, I'm great. Oh, that's good. It's better than I anticipated. Oh, that's good. What 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 has uh, brought this smile to your face today, sir? Um, in all seriousness, and it, it will sound like I'm taking the piss because clearly we're all going to talk about something. But but I, I am great because I want to talk about the women's rugby sevens, um, and I want to lead with them because their three Pete is insane. What they were able to achieve, and we, we haven't addressed it um, since their latest win on this podcast. Past. Mm, world champions. Mm. Um, world champions. How good? Uh, honestly, honest question. Um, is this the best ever Australian rugby side? Uh, probably, yeah. Or most successful. I think it's, it's subjective, isn't it? You know, with what what do you determine best? But by pure outcome and the objective part of it, yes, it is by results. Absolutely. Uh, subjectively, could you say there have been better individuals along the way? Perhaps. Has there been better teams? Perhaps. But objectively, they are the most successful and best Australian rugby team ever. Yeah, all three. I, I just think it's a um, it's a crying shame there isn't more coverage, more time zone, more exposure, because that is a team of rock stars who've achieved something truly, truly incredible. Um, mm. So I, I did want to start the pod with that because there's lots and lots of neg to come out, but I, I think that uh, that team is just brilliant, and I'd love to see some of that momentum translate over to the Wallaroos, whether that's you know strength and conditioning, coaching, pay, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I'd love to see our uh, Wallaroos team pick up some of that momentum. What do you reckon, Jim? Pretty Best special team. team. Best team yet. You heard it. If Jim's saying it, well, that's it. End of discussion. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, do you know what the the uh, really do agree with you on the on the Wallaroos building up to that uh, uh, to that first game against uh, the New Zealand at Eden Park in a few weeks' time? But be remiss of us not to also mention as we talk about sevens, not on the same scale as the women's. They were absolutely fantastic, but also the men finished top of their their standings as well um, in the sevens. So Australian rugby. Uh, in the seven sphere is 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 you know is is doing really well at the moment. I know they didn't win the World Cup, but still being number one in the standings is is fantastic. And the turnaround that the sevens team has had has been has been brilliant. So um, you know, credit where credit's due. Preach, preach. Um, yeah, that's the only no, that's the only positive part. Yeah, that's that's like we've we'll got this clear. Yes, the rest of it's just going to be one or the other of you yelling at me. Yes. Well, what do you think, Richard? I mean, look, every other rugby media outlet's going to cover it. Every single person who will listen to our podcast has already made up their mind um, one way or the other in terms of the decision. Uh, we're not going to persuade anyone. But, hey, we're here to flesh it out. We're here to discuss it. We're here to give you an unfiltered opinion. So, Richard, what do you think? Don't you hide behind your role as host, buddy. What do you think about... Um, I won't even lead you in here, attempted to. What do you think about a time-wasting call being called in the 79th minute? Oh, as the, the classic host would say, I'd take it from both angles. You could say that oh, the, last two, the last two minutes are probably the most important time in the game. So obviously that's why the referee is paying constant attention to that point. 
I mean, it's clear from the, 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 that uh, for Keddie in the background, obviously the time wasters knew the fact that he was time wasting and potentially, you know, there was some merit in it. However, there's the other side of the coin that says that um, there is enough time wasting in the game of rugby union. Every minute is vital in that game, especially when it comes down to, you know, winning by inches. Um, and so it was a strange time to enforce it because in all my years of watching rugby, I've never seen it enforce it. Um, but you know what? It's it's allowed us to have a talking point, and I think Fuck it's a <laughs> allowed us to have a fucking. I haven't won the Bledisloe Cup for twenty years, but allowed us to have a talking point, did it? Hey mate, it got a rise out of you, didn't it? <laughs> Jesus Christ, I've heard it all. I know it's. Uh, well, yeah, that, let's be honest. Let's come back to the point. If uh, Foley's try hadn't been given, you know, we would never have this issue in the first place, no? I'll get to all of those arguments in a moment. I'll get to all of them. I just thought I'd I'd, I'd, I'd give you to the floor first. Jim, what do you reckon? About the decision? Yeah. Look, look, I'm not in. I don't, I don't really know, man. It's been said so many times. Hugely disappointed. And I feel like a bit of a sham being on the pod, man. My love for the game has gone. I have not enjoyed the best part of much of it over the last few weeks and I just the Thursday night the decision man I'm just I'm just not that in at the moment not in at all and that's the that's the travesty really because you were you know a, a diehard rugby fan you love the game you've played the game to a high standard um, and the fact is that um, a million odd people were watching the game on Thursday it was an opportunity to celebrate the rugby for all that is good and unfortunately, even the Wallabies played well in, in periods throughout the game as well. And there was eight tries scored and it was a good game. But unfortunately, that will always be the uh, the talking point. You know, people will forget about the four pass. Uh, but that will be the talking point that the referee cheated the Wallabies out of one hand on the Bladders. They might have still lost in Eden Park. We don't know. Let's say they won. That's the first time they'd have won the Bladders low in a number of times. And it's such a missed opportunity uh, for the game to grow and to build on the momentum. So, um, yeah, it's, it is a real shame. Cheated, not cheated, whatever, man. I've never seen it called into that circumstance no. ever before. Whether he's right or wrong, man, I didn't even, I couldn't even read any of the articles on it. I just couldn't expose myself to it because it was just too disheartening. I just, mm. what's the point, man? I'll follow. I'll, I've got something else to do. Heaps of good shit going on. Yeah, and I think that's right. It's the product that's being uh, that's being produced right now, Nick, because he is technically right. However, um, he lost the the. He didn't understand, but how it's to not run even just that, man. It's, oh, no, the, it's I... the two yellows, the three yellows, it's the thirteen v fifteen. It's not fun watching it. It's mm. it's just not. It's like fuck. Can we hold on for ten minutes? It's not me watching sport and even contest. It's fucking. Mm. It, it's just some weird version of a sport that used to be really fucking cool. And that's the thing. It's the laws of the game, you know. We we. we but it's not I... the laws of the game. When did they have them ever released? Massive law changes. Like if you look at this product twenty years ago, this is not what it looked like. No, that's and what I'm saying. There's been the no brand happened. book that's been released. Oh, I don't know. I think there have been a, lot, a number of subtle changes along the way. But uh, concussion. Were, that's all I got. Oh no, the, the scrum, only thing. No, the scrums referee differently. Lineouts referee. Breakdowns referee differently. I think it's all, just changed. all for the worse. Yeah. So I'm not disagreeing with you. I just it's the product because of the uh, the overly convoluted laws that have changed. Uh, periodically over the last 20 years, it has made, a, to go back to it, a poorer product. Uh, yes, safety of players is paramount, but the product that's being produced is poorer. Um, however, we're probably in Australia a little bit of a microcosm because the rest of the world is flourishing. So maybe 
um, sitting here where we're in the in the in the smaller in the in the small group compared to everybody else. Let's. Um, but if we play out that safety is paramount, where is every other code sitting with that? If you watched the what was that league? The Roosters versus the Rabbitohs. I've yeah, never but that, seen. that's league doing something about it. Seven submittings. Mm. I, I almost enjoyed that because it was like they're dealing with the same problem we are. Yeah, correct. That was a bit of a fast too. Uh, but then the line is completely different areas. Like to compare those two codes and the way in which they go about contact is not the same thing. Mm. Mm. And uh, the, my issue with that game was all the pre-talk leading into that roosters Rabbito game was who's going to be the enforcer, who's going to show up and put the hit on and, and do the niggle. Like th- they were really baiting that whole narrative before it went. So, of course, it's going to happen, mate. Mm. Um. But outside of that, like it's it's just it's a bit soft. It's it's not fun. I I don't fucking know which way anything's going to go. The whole idea that two teams that have been playing each other basically all year could be ref by a dude who's just come into the country a couple of hours ago, and him having any idea what we're used to watching, or the expectation on him to uphold a product that they've been trying to sell to us for six months for it to be completely fucking different. It's a bit bananas. Look, but I don't, I don't want to get into. And I, oh, Jeff and Jim, I'll talk yellow cards and red cards for fucking days. But I just wanted to get into the final decision um, and and have a bit of a rant, boys. Uh, but, but please feel free to jump in and, and let me know what you think. I, I guess I just wanted to sort of have my best go at, at uh, disagreeing with what I've heard um, as arguments in favour of what I will honestly call the worst decision I've ever seen in sport, full stop. Um, and I understand Scottish rugby fans might have something different to say about that. Um, but for me, honestly, the worst decision I've ever seen in sport. So one argument I've seen put forward is what about Swain's red card? He's a grub. He should be suspended for life. Um, I can't see a correlation here between... Swain being correctly officiated by the TMO uh, and receiving a yellow card, which I think is the correct ruling on the field, um, having anything to do with this final decision whatsoever. I, I don't see that argument at all. If you're angry at Swain for his actions, fair play to you. I think we all are. Um, we don't know his intent. I'd like to assume there wasn't bad intent. It was poor form. I have no idea what that has to do with calling a rule that's never been called before. Um, I, I just can't worked that one out but i've seen a lot of that on twitter um a lot of swains and grub um i can't make heads or tails of that so i won't even touch it so that's an odd one to me the other one that i see is foley is to blame um yeah foley's got to shoulder some blame um you're a 70 test fly off you've been told to kick the ball kick the fucking ball mate what are you doing even your own players are telling you to kick the ball he definitely needs to shoulder some blame for not kicking the ball, but it doesn't change the fact that it's an obscene decision. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, I, it, it doesn't have to be either or there. He should have kicked the ball sooner, um, but, you know, there's many defensible things there. I think he was eight seconds after he called time on. It was shorter than other kicks throughout the rest of the game. Um it's a bit harsh for him to to know. The ref lied to Nick White at the end of the game, saying, I told your fly half that there would be a scrum. No, you didn't, mate. We've got the audio. It was never said. 
Um, so, so Foley does have to shoulder some blame, but I don't think it's an either-all. Um, the argument that it's a law, time-wasting, what an absurd thing to say. So is the halfback has to use it. When was the last time you saw that penalised? So is the scrum half has to put it back in the middle of the scrum. When was the last time you saw that officiated? Um, it, it's obscene to say there's a law if there's no custom and practice, if there's no precedent. If it's never been officiated before, it's, for all intensive purposes, not a law. It's an agreement. Um, it's a gentleman's agreement that we don't do it. Don't give us this it's a law shit like you're in year seven and you only understand binary. You know, the teacher said so. We have never, ever officiated it. We've just had, as, as Jim said, we've just had an entire season where we've never seen this called. In fact, I can't tell you ever seeing this called. It's a law does not hold water. Uh, and people will point to, will Nigel Owens agree with it? Of course he did. He's a referee. You're not going to bag a current standing referee. You're going to hide behind the fact that it's a law. Um, I, I won't accept that at all. Um, I, I just don't accept any of those other of those arguments. The other one that I've seen is other decisions in the game, like the forward pass. Had that been called, we wouldn't have been in this situation either. That's an absurd counterfactual. That leads you nowhere. If Kellaway put the ball down, we're in a totally different game. If blah, 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 blah. You can't do, I can go full on history on you here, boys, but counterfactuals only work if you remove from your experiment one minute detail at the last possible point, and then you play out the experiment. If you remove anything sooner, it's just fiction. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, there are bad decisions. There are bad decisions in games. But the last two or three minutes, you are held to a higher standard. So I can't cop that argument either. Um, to penalise someone for slowing the game down when we have just sat through two hours of scrum resets, props doing up shoes, players coming in off the field, a fucking drinks breaks once a half. It's the slowest sport in the world, and I'm including test cricket in that, to penalise someone for time wasting and then the penalty to be a scrum, the slowest part of the game, is obscene. Um, to, to take it away from a country who has fought back and won that game, um, is is cruel, it's capricious, it's evil, um, it is borderline cheating. Now, I don't think it is because that's that's giving an attribute I don't think it had. I think it just had incompetence. Um, World rugby can't hide from this. Uh, and then people will say, well, a million people watched. Um, a million people watch and it's a talking point. It gets us on the front page of the paper. That's what you want to be on the front page of the paper for so you can go to work the next day and every single mate you have who's a fan of rugby league or another code tells you how shit your sport is and how their child was bored watching it and didn't understand the final rule. And is that a rule in your game? Is that the conversations you really want to be having about your sport? When fucking Pete Samu scores a ripper in the corner, when Foley returns after three years to play a fucking blinder, when the Kiwis score try of the season, the talking point is, a, is an obscure law from the rule book. It is fucked, mate. The fucking anger I had at that end of that game was not indicative of a feeling anyone should have from watching sport. Um, it took the competition out of it. It took the contest out of it. Any Swain, Foley, it's a law, 
people still watched it. All of it is bullshit, man. There is no precedent. There is fucking nowhere to hide. It tarnished the entire game. And I'm as far as Jim. It has made me like a, a, a boys out of the cot. I'm not into the sport right now. Now, I need to be better than that. And, Richard, you've pointed that out to me. Too soon. I was still too upset. Um, the, the other 79 minutes was flawed. There were cards. There were forward passes. There was shit fuckery going left, right, and center. But it was a brilliant, um, captivating, entertaining competition. But it was all soured for me in that last 30 seconds. So I think that's the most of what I wanted to say. So I'll get off my pedestal there. But please pick apart or jump in at any of that if you disagree with me or you agree with me. But I am fucking angry. We need a moment. I know, a little moment to, to allow your little diatribe or soliloquy <laughs> just to uh, just to, to resonate with us all. I, don't, I think a lot of people around the world in terms of the rugby community will absolutely agree with probably the majority of, the, of your sentiments. Um, and I, don't, I don't want to make something clear. We always want to promote our game to be held in the highest regard and I want to make sure that we... I don't think cheating... I know you said... You know, it is more. Yeah, all right. I was out of line, Richard. I was out of line. <laughs> I said worse on Thursday night. I can assure you. And you also said worst on Friday morning, on Saturday <laughs> morning. So, um, I, I think it's just um, he lost. He lost his composure. Um, I think he got frustrated. Um, he maybe had in his ear the TMO telling him he'd made a mistake, and maybe subconsciously, you know, he's trying to make amends. I don't know, but I think it's uh, yeah, you know, um, not being competent at his job rather than to, uh, you know, I've seen things on Twitter about the touch judge raising his hand celebrating. That's not what it is. He's just telling him that the guy's, just, yeah, he, the guy's not gone in touch. There's all these things. It's just. It was a. It's a poor advert for the game and a game that game that we that we love, but the game that we're you know falling out of love with. And I want to make a point. I'd still rather watch uh, rugby union and, and rugby league. Rugby league's a shit game, but that's just my opinion. Uh, but I think we need to move forward and try to focus on the first seventy-eight minutes because the Wallabies did actually. You know, kudos to them. You know, it's but not before a great... we do that, mm. this clown is the assistant ref this weekend. Who's making these decisions? How is he not fired? And then if if merely for his own protection, mental health, you know, rebuilding his own learnings, that's a fucking word they love using, why is he on this game? Why is he between these two nations? Because if they... The thing is about world rugby, in my, my opinion, they don't want to admit that he did something wrong because to go back to your point, it was binary. It was, it was, they can hide behind the law. He did the right thing. So therefore, if they drop him, then they're admitting he made a mistake. And I don't think world rugby ever want to really do that. So he's still it's part just, of the there, team. There you go. There's everything you need to know. And I think Jim pointed to it before. There was an article, um, Campo, Jesus, he's a flog, but Campo saying rugby was better 20 years ago. Yeah, there was 300 percent less penalties 20 years ago um per game of rugby union 300 percent less penalties but that's indicative of any code mate because you've now got tv cameras everywhere slowing it down tmos everything from var and football of course there's going to be more infringements because players are fitter uh, referees are fitter to start the game there's more cameras that's 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 obvious um, even oh, if the rule of law I want to see those studies, Richard. There's no way other sports have changed that much. Okay. That, that you, you're basically the ball's in play now until you get a penalty in rugby. Mm. 
like to just have a run, spin the random penalty generator. It's not until you break the ad line. It's, 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 oh, you know. And I know I'm just in a negative place. I love the game. You're right, Richard. I enjoyed it for the other 78. I'm just, you know, what is it, seven stages? I haven't got past anger yet. I haven't got past anger yet. <laughs> Jim, you're back. You recovered. You're still furious. Oh, uh, no, I was never livid. I'm all right. I'm, just, I'm like that solemn disappointment. That's what I am. I'm not and angry. I'm it, just disappointed. Oh, but I'm just going to, uh, to be honest, I, I'm probably going to try and avoid it this weekend. I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, that was I'm, me a few days ago. I'm boycotting. Wow. It'd be a great podcast following <laughs> Tune in next week. <laughs> for Jim's insights, this week. For Jim's insights and on rings of power. Mate, I had a commitment on the Thursday night, so I came back at the halftime and when there was 13 dudes on the field and I went, oh, yeah, sweet. We're doing this again. Watched it. It was heap of shit. Uh, then I dozed off, woke up and saw that how it ended and I went, yeah, right. You're, you're a real asset to this team, Jim. <laughs> I'm just being um, honest. Nothing but honesty from now on, man. <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm just gutted, eh? And the Kiwis, I mean, not their fault. No, nah, it's not their fault. They played some champagne rugby. They played some moments of crap rugby. They look particularly vulnerable right now. They looked embarrassed to hold the trophy up. At the end of it, genuinely did. Like Look, it was, that's, uh, that's why we need to change the narrative or the tone or the whatever yeah, it is Richard, you want to use. 19 years since we won the Bledisloe. We win last week. We are now, this weekend, it is a playoff for the Rugby Championship and the Bledisloe. We, we beat the All Blacks. We've beaten the Springboks, the Pumas, England and the All Blacks all in one season. Oh, honestly, what, how much reckon the submarines played into it? <laughs> it's too deep, man. Or, or do you reckon Rainbow Warrior, New Zealand, French just still feel really bad about it? I reckon it's a. Uh, I thought it was my first instinct was the Tri Series last year. Oh yeah, yeah, that's where I went. Um, just the French still office. Yeah, and I, f- I forgot all about the submarines, but now you mention it. Yeah, there was a lot um, of money. Yeah, or the Ford Pass 2007 World Cup. That was and nice. When, no, I know, but it was France who scored it. And then when he mm. when, when, when the, let the Wallaby score for Ford Pass, he just probably thought, oh, no, I'm done here. Yeah. Can't risk this. That's um, interesting. I was going to say, how well um, did you guys see the post-game footage of Nick White talking to him? No. Well, no. I thought Nick, Nick White... Uh, well, it just shows old mate Frenchie lying, saying this is what I told the fly half, and then he watched the audio and it's like, no, you didn't. It's not what you told him, you liar. Um, not that I would ever accuse him of that. But Nick White got a bit angry and said, mate, you just lost this rugby championship. Um, but other than that, I couldn't believe how composed Nick White was. Mate, was they're, just, they're getting respectful. They're just getting paid at the end of the day, you know. But how could you keep your shit together? Or Dave Rennie at the end of the game, who was, you know, I'd prefer not to comment on it. It's because they've been in a lot of losing situations and these dudes at the end of the day are paid to be professional. That's when the work really starts. It's not the kilos in the gym. It's not the 80 laps around the oval. It's biting your tongue. It's biting your tongue when the camera's in front of you because that shit lingers and people don't forget and it will. it's a damnation on your character. 
So you just hold your tongue, man, shut the shut the shed's door, and that's when you go. And, and it is wild. one of the best parts of our sport, that respect for the referee. Um, I'm just letting you know right now I wouldn't have it. There's not a window I wouldn't have smashed. If I had that microphone post-game, holy moly. See, here's what I reckon on that is I reckon I would, but I think that would be part of the reason why I would lose so much. What do you mean? Like I would be the dude who wouldn't bring it up and I'd be all accepting and zen and, oh, that's all right. But I reckon it's we that. We put ourselves in that position. Yeah, it's that dog attitude, that dog-eat-dog shit that, that wins these tight encounters. Uh, Australian Rugby Union today, I don't know if you boys saw, did put in an official complaint to World Rugby. Deaf ears, mate. So what? Well, Bob, mate's already been promoted to assistant ref. No, that, that's, how they, that's how they do <laughs> so the games. So cheer on more Kiwi tries. That's how they do the games. They move in packs and stick up for each other. And, oh, it's okay here. It's all right. No one no one noticed. <laughs> um. You know, anyway. when you fuck up when you play a gig, you're like, oh, I fucked that song up. Oh, no one noticed. We didn't know. <laughs> you couldn't tell. <laughs> um, 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 anyway, um, outside of that, saying? great game. I think you were going to do for a couple yeah, of Yeah, no, I love when the audio dropped out and we all spoke. We were like, well, let's just leave it and be a bit more positive. As soon as it starts, I'm making accusations about submarines. I liked it, though. <laughs> I'm in. Uh, Richard, are you there? Has it dropped out again? No, 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 I'm just uh, actively listening to both of you. As if Rich is going to get caught up talking politics, man, and he'll stay behind that line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. England and France, mate, they have a tense relationship. Haven't they? For years. You forgiven for that 100-year war yet? Thought we were talking about the gang. Yeah, let us rest. You never know what you might stir up in here. Yeah, exactly. What, what? Honestly, though, No, no, give me one more tinfoil hat. Do you reckon the Australian rugby players are particularly disliked by referees. It would seem that way. Like, the, the, yes, our discipline is poor. If I'm the referee... We seem to rub the referees the wrong way. Like, our I, game management is poor. If, if I'm the referee and you're indicative of the players, I could perhaps see why, uh, you know. I'm cut from that Nick White cloth, though, you know. Oh, a bit of a grub. Just a punish. Yeah, I'm sick of that. Yeah, true. Just an absolute punish. Um yes. Yeah, right. Um, but in all seriousness, the rest of the game, it was a, uh, it was a dog's breakfast in terms of topsy-turvy cards, shenanigans, um, but it was a fun, wild ride. Um, again, to tell you how far off I was, pre-game, I thought this is the, just about the worst Wallaby team I'd seen named. I was so uninspired by this Wallaby team, but Jesus, I was wrong. They were sensational and you got to give it to the kiwis they won they were sensational too there was good footy played all around the park um but going in i didn't think that and, and certainly a few people worth mentioning but i've, I've got to give it up to Fiketti. um here's a bloke who's never instilled that much faith in me in super rugby again how wrong am i an out and out 12 um and one of the wallabies absolute best on the weekend i thought Fiketti was sensational Defensively, um, uh, more than so in an attack, but yes, I would agree with that. Uh, Valentini, absolutely brilliant. Um, I would say the best Wallaby all season by a country mile, but that would be ignoring Marika Corabetti's efforts. So I'm going to say best forward uh, by a country mile. Valentini was sensational. 
Um, our front row was brilliant, but, but I think that is also how weak the Kiwis' front row is right now. Um, and then I thought um, special mention goes to Callaway at 15. Um, he just looks so comfortable there. I feel like I know I was saying you pick and stick with Reese Hodge, but let's just pick and stick with Andrew Callaway, eh? Although, just pass it to the unmarked winger and don't put the ball down on your own arm. But yeah. other than that, I thought Kellaway was sensational. Um, and you can't ignore Bernard Foley either. Um, Maybe I've missed it. Maybe I've missed it, but I think you missed one of their best on park, actually. Pete Summer? Yeah. Yeah, Pete Summer. Come on, Pistol Pete tucked in shirt. It goes without saying. Sorry. Sorry. Goes without saying. It'd be but interesting Bernard to see. Foley, though, that was special, right? He, he's been mucking around in Japan for a couple of years, or is it our Japan theory? that they come back better because they're just not playing so much physical rugby. But Quaid came back better. Hooper came back better. Foley came back better. Half the Kiwis came back better. They probably left that furnace that is the Super Rugby. Like they were just chilling a bit more, less pressure on them. Not everything is should he not play for the Wallabies this year based off of a, a performance they put together. They just come in. I make it. I don't make it. I get paid, man, a lot of money either way. Yeah, but also, but also say playing international rugby consistently is freaking hard. Like, mm. well, not that any of us would know, but that intensity, um, not only on the pitch, but everything that's surrounded it in terms of preparation must be very draining. So the fact that you can have a little, um, so you're on a little break, a little, you know, whatever you want to call it, um, must do, you know, huge amounts to their mental state. And now, because being in a better mental state would lead to better performance, I reckon. So I think it's all those things. What do you reckon with Foley, right? He was obviously, you know, bought in for his experience and expertise. He was heavily criticised by many being that, you know, he's not going to play. He's behind Lollaseo. Surely Edmund or Donaldson gets that start. You prepare for the future. Rennie's gone the Foley path. Lots of people disagreed with it. You know, Rennie, Rennie was right when you look at the performance that was put on the park by Bernard Foley. Um, goal kicking alone was sensational. Um, what do you do next week? Noah's back. Your systems have been built around Noah. Um, this has happened to Noah before, in and out, in and out, in and out. We've all said he deserves that extended run, but do you really drop Bernard Foley after that performance? What do you do? You're Dave Rennie. So for me, I'll answer both questions there. I don't think you should be ever be playing um, Ed Med or Donaldson in a uh, blood is low first game, pulling on the jersey when you don't have Karevi outside you, for example, and you don't have your senior pros in there. I think that would have been madness. So I totally get the Bernard Foley call this time for experience and, and understanding combinations. Um, and in regards to your second question about Lolosio, um, I think you, you play him. Um, I think it sets a, a precedent, a poor precedent, um, if you then keep Bernard Foley. It, it basically says to Noah, uh, you're not doing well enough. Um, you, we want it. We trust if you, if we trust you, we get the systems in place. Yeah, there's things you can work on, and you can, um, you know, be mentored by Foley in the training camp, etc. But you are our guy. You know, well, let's let's put you let's put our uh, put all our eggs in one basket for you, and I think you need to play Noah. Jim, it's a pretty You're, important fixture going across pretty, the ditch. It's a pretty important decision, right? Nah, no, it's not. It's already sailed, mate. We're not going to win either way. Um, we'll be we'll be very deflated, and we're playing on their soil, which is twice as difficult when they grow mm. a third stump. Um, but. I think you want Noah on that field because he's going to grow from it moving into next year. Foley's that, been over there many times and lost. Devil's advocate is that Foley can take that loss, right? He just lost this game single-handedly. We're not kicking it out. Um, 
He's lost to New Zealand. I'm kidding. Um, he's lost to New Zealand plenty. Foley rolls on. You pick Noah. We do get dusted. You know, the, the deflation of this week, we had dusted. Does it look like we get dusted because Noah was 10? No, I think there's enough ed- educated people enough out there. As, as, as uh, Jim has just said, New Zealanders grow a third leg apparently when they're playing at Eden Park. So let's be honest, there's a, we know that it's not purely Noah that's stopping Australia beating them. So you uh, both pick Noah? Yeah, I do. I reckon I'm coach, I do. So I agree with, with your points. As a fan, I reckon we're more likely to win with Bernard Foley. You're probably so, right. I'm coach Dave Rennie. That is the right call for his development, for the country's development. Yada yada yada. I agree with you. That was the right pick. I'm 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 me watching the game. Um, I reckon we're more likely to win with Bernard. So I pick Foley. Um, I think um, the bigger question is actually uh, uh, the back five, shall we call it, the scrum. Actually, the two locks and the yeah, and the, makeup and the, of the Oda's, back five. The Oda's out. He's yeah. done his Achilles. That's three Achilles. <laughs> That's Quaid, Karevi, and Leota. What is doing? They like there's too much basketball, man. It's just, it, yeah. Whether they're doing plyo work, whether it's a lot of explosive stuff, uh, that's too much of a coincidence for three of them to be uh, to be all be injured. And it's not a nothing injury either. Look, you yeah. don't no, come back Achilles, from that quickly. No. Um, the thing is, just uh, that makeup of that back row. I think it'd be interesting because whether you play Fraser Mariah and Samu and Valentini, that six still becomes an issue. Saru Aru's been obviously in the background. I'm not quite sure if he's eligible eligible yet, but be interesting to see that 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 makeup of that back row because um, it will determine how Australia plays. Whether we become whether Australia plays as uh, pilferers or whether they have more ball carriers. It'd be interesting to see how they play. I think Swain obviously going to be suspended makes it a little tricky because I just think Holloway mm. plays six mm. and you Medina keep Samu and Valentini who played brilliant and you keep McWright who I think played 30 tackles in 30 minutes when he came on the park. Fraser McWright was a fucking dog possessed, mate, when he got on the field. I like that. I like that set up. Um, and I'd play Holloway at six, um, but you've lost Arnold, you've lost Swain, we don't have Rodder, um, Neville's back, so maybe you go Philip and Neville in the row, um, and then you go Frost on the bench, and then go Holloway at six. I don't mind that. I don't mind that. Yeah. Um, Slipper, what do you reckon? He'll probably be out too. Yeah, I imagine so. Um, it's going to be hard work for this Australian side. It's going to be a tough, tough weekend. But with that said, they did themselves bloody proud this weekend just to show the fight to hang in the game. Um, and that's the thing. I think oh, quite rightly, as we've, we've talked about it a lot, the, the focus is all going to be on the referee and what have you. But a lot of commitment from the Wallabies, a lot of uh, passion, a lot of, exe- a lot of really well-executed moments within the game, a lot of good hands. Um, I think we'd be remiss to to focus completely. No, like, honestly, the Wallabies conceded a try at both kickoffs, fucking t- atrocious to start each half, um, and then every other try they scored was when they had no one on the field. Yeah, um, they were playing sevens, like a New Zealand just cut them open. I think we played very, very well. Just that second half, we played with you know we played with thirty minutes of this game without fifteen guys on the field. It was three yellow cards. Um, and uh, let's be honest, one of them was justified. Mm. It's crazy. On that note, projecting forward, by the way, just to say well done to the Springboks as well for winning in Argentina. We've seen how difficult that is, uh, but the, the Springbok machine continues to roll on. Um, and well done to New Zealand, because mm. as much as I, they ship me to tears, 
they, you know, they hung in there too. They kicked for the corner when they could have kicked for the draw um, away from home. Caleb Clark was just brilliant. Mm. Will Jordan was brilliant. Um, Sam Kane, you know, they did it without their captain. Um, they lost Havili early as well, um, and and they just hung in the fight as well. Uh, but they aren't, Kiwis won't love me saying this, they aren't the New Zealand of old, though, are they? No. Like, of everyone we've played this series, South Africa, England, it feels like it's easier to make metres against the Kiwis than anyone else, mm. which is which is strange. Mm. Mm. Um, where's your money life for next week, boys? Easy. Australia, 13 plus. Did you say Australia, 13 plus? Um, mate, I thought we were going to get flogged this weekend and we fucking played champagne rugby. It's hard to imagine with a couple more injuries and the, the balloon, balloon being deflated. It is hard to imagine we get up at Eden Park, isn't it? Yes. But I won't, I won't say it out loud. Mm. Um, I'll be rooting for the boys. I'm proud of their performance this week. I'll be proud of whatever effort they put in the park after bouncing back from that decision at the end of the game. Um, but it, it's a tough assignment. Mm. I would agree with that. echo that thought. I think Australia will find it very, very difficult. Um, and, th- and then the Bockies, um, I, I, I caught a bit of that game. Mate. That was really close until the 70th. I thought Argentina were going to bring it home, and then they just capitulated. Um, and the Bockies ran it. But the Bockies got some problems of their own. Elton Genshi's being sent home, allegedly sleeping with the team dietitian. What? You didn't see that one? He wasn't staying at Team Hotel. He had a little Airbnb on the side. He's married with two kids, man. That's a big deal. Um, it's all denied, but he was oh, sent okay. home. He was sent home. And then reports of cocaine use rampant in the team. But the um, South African rugby have come out and absolutely deny that, yes? Yes, absolutely. And not a single player has tested hmm. uh, positive. But it's a pretty, I mean, that they they're alleging that it's a bit suspicious, all of this coming out just before kickoff. Uh, but that's got to rattle the team, doesn't it? Mm. Rattling. Rattling. <laughs> Rattling. I reckon there'll be such a close-knit group out there. I think it, it might galvanise them even more. Uh, who wins the rugby championship? Uh, South Africa. Yeah. Mm. Are you two thinking about it or not answering? Mm. I just, yeah, they're, they're currently first. Surely them and New Zealand are both banking on a bonus point. So therefore South Africa win. Yeah. Yeah. It's deep, boys. Deep. Deep. Um, uh, uh, all right, boys. Well, I'll be watching. Be looking forward to it. Go, you oh, will look, be I'll be proud. watching too. I'll be watching as well. Yeah. All right. Uh, look forward to it, boys. Uh, Good to see you, team. Yeah, good chat. All, all I want is just three or four time-wasting uh, scrums to be called throughout the game. I look forward to it, mate. Look forward Me, to it. More than anything. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Right. See you, people.